I've got a lesson, and hopefully it'll be something that you glean from it. So first and foremost, when, when I was sharing with you about Jacob asking me to do this, and I thought, oh my goodness, no way, I'm not doing this. And then I thought to myself, you know what, why not? The Holy Spirit's the one that's going to drive this, so what the heck? If I fall on my face, I fall on my face. Big deal. I can do it. So I'm going to share with you. I'm going to share with you a little bit about my journey. Um, I don't share this journey with you to show you that I'm proud of it. Matter of fact, it's pretty embarrassing. But it's who I was. Hopefully it's not who I am now. Hopefully that God has changed me and he continues to change me. So first and foremost, man, thanks, my friends, man, my dear friends for being here to support me because uh, it humbles me. It humbles me. Um, and it's a great honor to know you guys come here to give me support. Okay, so here we go. Point to make. Going underwater in baptism is easy, right? It's easy to give your life to Christ. But it's so much harder to let Jesus be Lord of your life. And if you've been on this journey and you've been walking with the Lord, you know what I'm talking about. Some days it's real easy to follow Christ. And other days we're very much challenged. So I'm going to share with you a small part of my journey. B.C. before Christ and A.C. after Christ. And the reason why I'm doing this, I thought if I'm a leader here, you need to know a little bit more about me. Because I don't think you probably know all the stuff that's been involved in my life. And so I want to share with you what Christ has done for me. So before we get started, I always like to start off with some cover. So let's pray. Father God, you are good. You are my Lord. You are our Lord and our Savior. You are the King. You are Redeemer. You are holy. You are just. You are righteous. You are pure. You're creator of the universe. And you love each and every one of us dearly. Even if we don't have a relationship with you, Lord, you still love us dearly. That is so amazing, God, to think about a love that is that great. It just blows me away. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would fill me with the love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control. Lord, as I, as I journey, as, as I share with the, the church, my family, just who you are and what you're capable of doing. Lord, it is humbling to be able to stand up here and to share your word. I feel inadequate. But I know, Lord God, that you will provide for me what I need to say and how I need to say it. And also, Lord, I know you will give me the boldness to be able to speak. God, you call us to get out of our comfort zone. And this is about as more most uncomfortable as I can be, Lord. But I'm going to trust you and I'm going to just uh, roll with it, Lord. So... Uh, Please pour a lot of grace and a lot of mercy on me. And thank you. Thank you for all that you do. It is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. 
So my journey at CFC, I'm 15 years old, I'm out in front of my house, and I'm playing over on Yale Way where I grew up. It's been about mm, 16 years there. We're out playing ball, and all of a sudden, a joy bus pulls up to the front of our uh, street. And all the kids drop their, run into the house, and they grab their stuff, and I'm like, what is going on? So I walk over to the bus driver, which is Mr. Irving, and I say, excuse me, what's going on here? He says, well, we're going to church. I said, church on a Wednesday night? You have to remember, I didn't grow up in church, so I'm not familiar with this. So he says, yeah. I said, well, what do you do there? And he goes, well, we go, we sing, we pray, we go into class and we study. Then when everything's all done, we get on the bus and we come back. And as I'm dropping you off, I give you some candy. Oh, my. If you know me, candy, that word. And I'm like, whoa. So I go, can you wait a minute? And he said, sure. So I ran in the house and I said, hey, Mom, is it all right if I go to church? And she said the same thing as me. On a Wednesday night? I said, yeah, Mom, what do you think? She says, go for it. So I got on the bus and I rode over here. We met in here, got done, broke off into a class over there. That's where I met my good friends, Mr. Chris Harper, Bobby Jackson, Dave Jackson, Roger Gallant, Scott Stevens, and those friendships began. And it was amazing. We had a blast together. We've done and some of our relationships are still strong to this day, which is pretty cool to think about what we've been through in our lives. Uh, I was surrounded by mentors. Um, Dave Yarbrough, a.k.a. Jericho. Uh, spent a ton of time with him. Dave and Ray Jenkins. Ray Seibert. And then there's Pat Yo. Pat spent the most time with me. Pat took me along his side started sharing with me his faith, who Christ was, what he did for us, how we were sinners, that Christ died for us. So he started studying with me, and we spent many hours together. Went to the beach, spent the night at the beach, talked about God's awesome power, uh, bike rides, getting together, having a meal. Constantly through his mentorship and his sharing of his faith, I soon figured out I need to know Christ. So I gave my life to Christ. Came up here, was a Sunday, Palm Sunday. Hank Lawson is the preacher. Come up, got baptized right there um, by Bob Jackson Sr. Uh, I'll never forget it. It was a changing part of my life. I went down in the water. I came up out of the water. And I was a new person. I was clean. I felt like I was bulletproof. I felt like I could live strong for the Lord. But you know what's interesting about it? That isn't the way it worked. I thought I was strong enough to be able to be a good Christian. 
Pride comes before the fall. I knew the reason why I was baptized. I understood the scriptures. Yet, over time, I gradually wandered away. I want to read to you some scripture that pretty much ties into this, and you'll see why. Hopefully, by the time I get done, it will all make sense. This is from Matthew 26, starting from verse 31 through 35, and then we're going to go after Jesus is arrested, and we're going to go get down to Peter disowns Jesus. Then Jesus told them, this very night you will fall away on account of me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all of the other disciples said the same. So now Jesus has been arrested. They're running, scared. Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him. You also were Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway where another girl saw him and said to the people, There, this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them. For you, your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses on himself, and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside, and he wept bitterly. So, Continuing on in my journey. You know, many years ago when I read this scripture, I got angry at Peter. Here is a guy that walked with Jesus. He saw him perform miracles. He lived life with Jesus for three years. Yet he denied him. I've come to understand, maybe this is God giving me a spanking, through my journey, maybe not you, but me, we are all jacked up, even Peter. Yet Christ said that he would build his church on him. So that means there's hope for us. I like that hope. I don't know about you, but I like that hope. So I told you I was falling away. So here we go. Strap yourself in. This is the struggle begins. We moved from our house over on Yale Way to a rental over uh, on Olivina, over by the airport. Um, I don't have a car, so a friend of mine from school invites me to uh, ride to school with him. 
I accept. I'm tired of walking, riding my bike. Well, little did I know he was the high school drug dealer. So I started riding to him, with him to school. Started smoking weed, uh, dope, marijuana, whatever you want to call it, to and from school. Um, if you know me, I'm not a good scholar. Uh, pretty much barely made it through high school by the skin of my teeth. Watch my grades go from B's and C's to D's and F's. But hold on, it even gets better than that. Um, I started stealing uh, from stores, clothing stores, sporting goods stores. I got caught at Mervyn's um, with a friend of mine. We'd go in. There's our plan, we'd put clothes on, we'd put our clothes over the top of them, and we'd walk out of the store, score. So I'm walking out of the store, gentleman grabs me by the arm, and he goes, excuse me, sir, you have something to bar. And I'm like, what? And uh, so anyways, they put me in the back room, they handcuffed me to the wall, um, they call the cops, cops come, they bust me, Put me in the handcuffs, throw me in a car, take me to Santa Rita. They book me, they print me, call my parents. My dad comes to bail me out. My dad comes with my Uncle Harvey, which is my idol. Um, right now I'm feeling like about, I could crawl in her snake's belly. So anyways, so here I am made a fool out of myself. I've insulted, I've embarrassed my parents, embarrassed my uncle. Um, I'm now on probation. I got a record. Ooh, fun, right? I have to go to a probation officer. Big guy, humongous guy, 260 pounds, big as all outdoors. Had to go see him weekly basis. Hold on, he even gets better than that. That wasn't enough. I had to still, I still wasn't learning. I started drinking. I started hiding, sneaking alcohol out of my parents' house, taking it, running over, uh, take it to the skating rink. There was what, Roller King over there in, here in Livermore? I'd go drink before I'd go to the skating rink. Wow, what a guy. So here I am. I'm drugs, I'm stealing, I'm drinking, and then I decide I want to look at pornography. And I don't know if you've ever been on that stuff, but boy, it's a major addiction. At least for me it was. I struggled with it for many years. Still far than, I keep on slipping further and further away. I've given my life to Christ. I know who I am. Why am I doing the things that I'm doing? It's not because of where I was raised. My mom and dad are awesome. They love me dearly. They've taught me right and wrong. Yet I'm a stupid kid. And for some reason, it seems to me that I always have to learn everything the hard way. So here we go. A friend of mine comes to visit me. Uh, he's, been, uh, he's been out of town. He moved away to North Carolina, and he comes to visit me. 
haven't seen him for many years, and he comes, and I, we go out, get bored. I decide, hey, let's go steal some stuff. Well, where are we going to go steal? I don't know. Let's go hit some stereos out of cars. Let's go steal some tools out of trucks. So here we go. We're on our journey. We're out stealing. Somewhere, I don't know where we're at, but I'm up inside a back of a truck, and I'm stealing tools out of the back, and my car's parked out in the street. Somebody pulls up. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning, maybe 3. Somebody pulls up behind my car and gets my license plate. I jump in my car, take off. I drop my friends off, throw all the stuff we had into the bushes, take off. I go back home. I enter my house. My dad's right at the front door. Son, I don't know what you've done, but you need to get your butt down to the police station because you are wanted. They want to arrest you. There is a warrant out for you. I'm like, great. If you already know, I'm on probation. I'm probably going to jail now, right? So I go into the police officer, to the police station, and I go up to the police officer, and I said, yes, sir. You have an arrest out for, you have a warrant out for my arrest, and uh, so here I am. And he looks at me, and he says, you know what? You're probably one of the luckiest people I know. And I look at him, I go, excuse me? I just got caught for stealing. And he says to me, he says, well, the gentleman that you were stealing from doesn't want to press charges. He just wants his stuff back, and he wants an apology. And I'm like, oh, crud. you got to be kidding me. So here I am. I'm walking away from the police station, and I'm thinking to myself, God, how can you love me so much? I'm such a piece of crud. And he goes, that's the way I do. I love the sinners. I love all people. So the next morning, I get up. I take the stuff. I go back, find it out of the bushes. Take the stuff. I take it back to the gentleman. I knock on his door. He invites me in his house. He was very gracious. Shares with me how he did stupid things when he was a kid. I said, wow. I said, I got to tell you, I appreciate you giving me a second chance. He goes, everybody deserves a second chance. He says, I was young. I was dumb. I did stupid things too. He says, just don't make, just don't make a, a, a thing about doing this. He says, you got to knock it off. And I said, sir, you got it. I'm done. So I walked away from there. started running back into God's arms instead of away. I spent like three years in the desert wandering, doing stupid stuff, wasting my life when I could have been getting blessed. I started coming back here. I rededicated my life to Christ. Let's fast forward. Met Carrie one night downtown Livermore, something we call cruising. 
great time. <laughs> amazing the way God works. God is so amazing. <sighs> Best night ever. Met the love of my life. Um, fast forward. We are now married. We have two kids. Have my own construction company. Life is good. Yet I'm still struggling with pornography. Still struggling to let Jesus be Lord of my life. In this journey, I like to call life, there's been some pretty major tragedies that have happened to me. Um, my best buddy, since I was nine years old, 1998, January 23rd, got killed in a construction accident. He's my best bud. We spent a lot of time together, did a lot of things together, Just had so much fun. That same year, I don't know if you know it, but Kerry had a major accident on a horse. A lot of people from this church came to the hospital. Wes prayed over her. It was amazing. God saved her life. We continue to live. A little while down the road, in my Bible study group, the Oak Fellows, some gentlemen start coming up to me and asking me if I would mentor somebody. And I'm like, me? Mentor somebody? Do you know who I am? We want you to mentor somebody. So I started spending time with this young boy, Matthew. Started taking him out, going to the movies, just playing. So one day we're at our house and we're out in the back pasture and I'm showing him how to ride my quad. We have a great day, have fun, we're laughing. I have to go to the restroom, so I go in the house. He goes, hey, can I ride the quad one more time? I'm like, yeah, sure, go. I'll be out. So I go in the house, come back outside. Quad's not running. It's over, tipped over on its side, waving the back of the pasture. I run out there. Matthew's down beside the quad. Blood's coming out of his mouth, coming out of his ears. I grab a hold of him and I just start praying. I said, God, don't let this kid die. Please don't let this kid die. God listens. He hears the prayers. Matthew goes through months of recovery, but he comes out of it. Moving further down the road, another tragedy. July 6, 2014, I get hit by a motor on my motorcycle by a car. I go flying in the air. I break my pelvic in five places. As soon as I hit that car, I said, here I come, Jesus. I thought I was ready to die. I thought he was taking me. I hit the ground. I wasn't dead. I realized he has a plan for me. I struggled. I struggled physically, I struggled mentally, I struggled spiritually. Guys, I even thought about killing myself more than once. All for what I was going through. 
finally, after years of struggling with that, I think I've got that whipped. I don't think that's a, a, a demon in my, my closet anymore. Moving ahead. One of my greatest mentors, teachers, and friends, fearless Bob Farrow, gets cancer and passes away. We watch him go from this strong man to this individual who just loses just about all his body because of cancer. You know what? I don't understand. I don't understand why these things happened. Yet all we can do is trust and remain faithful and know that God is in control. If I can share anything with you, is getting baptized is a pretty easy step in our walk to know Christ. But releasing and giving God full control of our lives is not. I never want to deny Christ again. You know, no, no matter what happens to us that know Christ and have taken Him on as Lord and Savior, it's a win-win situation. I love that, Wes. I, I, I remember that from all the time spent with you. It's a win-win situation. No matter what we are facing, right now we're living in eternity, right now, because death has no sting over us. So don't run from God. Please don't run from God. Run into his loving arms. They're big. And he just wants to hug us. I got to tell you, I still don't have it all together. But seeking him more and more as life comes my way. He has healed me of my addictions. And I praise him. I don't share these things with you in my life to judge me, but to realize that we all struggle with something in our lives. Some people struggle with multiple issues. I seem to be one of them. But I long to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Come on in. If God can use Peter to build his kingdom, his church, he can surely use us. I need to do something in front of you guys, and I don't do this to boast and beat myself in the chest or whatever. This needs to be done in front of you because this is something that's needed to be done for quite some time. Um, Carrie, can you come up here? Take a seat, girl. Take your boots off, please. Take your shoes off. So am I. I'll try not to get your pants wet. Guys, this is my helper. This is my um, lover, my encourager, my gift. 
And uh, for a lot of our relationship, I have treated her like garbage. And I have to do this in front of you because you have to know who I am. And so that's why I do this. Like I said, I don't do this to boast. Look at me. This is because you need to know who I am. We did this up at the leadership retreat, and it was powerful. And it made me realize that I need to do this to my wife. Because she's the greatest gift besides Jesus that I've ever received. So, girl, put your feet in. <laughs> Get them out here. Oh, what? Girl, I'm sorry for being a piece. I've taken advantage of our relationship. I've not been the man I'm supposed to be. And I need your forgiveness. That's why I wash your feet. Can you put your feet up here, please? You're an amazing woman. You have compassion for people like nobody I've ever experienced. You love dogs, animals of all kinds. <laughs> you go out of your way to do whatever you can to help them out. You're an amazing woman. And I am richly blessed. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Thank you for putting up with me. And I'm just going to try and try and try to be a better husband and to serve you the way you deserve to be served. I love you. Oh, do I have to get up? <laughs> I love you too. Wow, guys, this is something I've wanted to do for many, many years. It's something I've needed to do. Um, if you don't know the Lord, my prayers you will. He will become Lord of your life. He will change you if you let him. I know he will. He is and is still changing me. And for that, I'm thankful. If you want to have a relationship with the greatest, most amazing thing, gift, person, whatever you want to call in the world, Christ is it. Christ is the best. There is no better. You can't get any better. You know, it's funny. People, myself included, I used to think that you know, if I get my life straightened up, if I get it in line, then I can serve Christ. Christ wants us no matter where we're at, who we are, what we're doing. He loves us. His blood washes away all our sins. He's an amazing God. He takes care of us when we're hurting. He takes care of us when we're defeated. He loves us. Man, if you want to have the greatest gift in, 
in your life, you want to take them on in baptism, come on up, let's get wet. It's the cleanest you will ever be. Praise team, when you come on up, there's no better time than right now. Thank you for your time, gang.